It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. forgot what it is. Uh, Wade Looking Bill. There you go. There we go. Wade Looking Bill kicks things off uh, at 10.30. At 11.05, I didn't think we'd be talking golf in the middle of February, but uh, we're going to. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, will join us. Uh, Phil Mickelson. Boy, he opened his mouth, put his foot right in it, and we'll see uh, what the the fallout is from from, um, trying to start or... I don't know, get involved with a separate tour, one to conv- uh, to compete against the PGA Tour that seemed to pick up steam for a little bit, but uh, this weekend it was not a good weekend for the hopes of that. So Matt Rudy will join us on that. Uh, Tiger update from Matt as well. Spend a few minutes on golf. We'll warm things up a little bit since there's no spring training to discuss at 11.05. Uh, at 11.30, Kevin Lehman is going to be here with his weekly look at the Valley. Good win for the Bulldogs last night. You thought that they might struggle coming off that big win Mm -hmm. and for the longest time they did trend 30 minutes into the basketball game it was back and forth i mean nip and tuck indiana state had the lead drake would take a narrow lead um indiana state would come right back and then final 10 minutes or so uh drake began to pull away espn plus had it last night Wells and Emmenecker on the uh, on the call last night. So good for the Bulldogs. Obviously, a big big push down the stretch in the Valley. The U and I Panthers, yeah, they control their own destiny, and they will get uh, Loyola coming up. We will have Gary Rima, who's being celebrated and rightly so, and recognized around the state. A lot of media outlets, and of course, the Panther fan base as he gets ready to hang it up after. 29 years of calling UNI sports. Good for him. What a career. Uh, and it's coming to an end. Great career. Great guy. Fun to hang out with. And for my money, the best technical play by play announcer for basketball. I defer to you. What separates him? His descriptions, the way that he describes the action, it he paints a picture so well. Everybody knows about the kabooms and the kabangs, mm-hmm. and I love this team, and the catchphrases. <laughs> the calling cards, yeah, yeah. But for somebody that does play-by-play, I, I like to go to the technical aspect, and I think he is as good as you're going to find in basketball. What's his strength, football or basketball? Basketball for mm-hmm. me. It is basketball that is 
And maybe it's just because it's my favorite sport to call personally, Mm -hmm. is basketball on the radio, so that's a piece of it too. But he's good at both of them, but the way he paints that picture in basketball, it feels like you always know where the ball is, exactly where it is, those kind of things. Time and and score? Yes. Very important. That's a very important one too. And uh, yes, you feel like you're repeating yourself over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. But but you never know who's tuning in and when, right? And those are your eyes. And, and if they and if they don't hear it instantly, they're PO'd. Right. And that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know, there's some announcers that'll have an egg timer. Is that a fact? Yeah. They'll just wind it 60 yeah. seconds. Boom. Yeah. Need to give it again. Huh. Simple as that. That's an old baseball one that I know a lot of people use back in the day to, to just remind yourself. And mm-hmm. you get caught up and you're telling a story or you're into the game, whatever it is. And remember, not TV. Right. Can't see it. Right. You're painting the picture. There is no score button. Uh-uh. Though... Anymore in radio with like XM radio, they'll have the score up there for you also. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, 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 that's true. They do, right? Yeah. It's on the, uh, that little display. Yeah, right. I never thought about that, but you're right. Technology's wild, isn't it? In some ways. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It is good. I look, it's it's not a negative by any means, but it's somewhat overwhelming yeah. to um, some age brackets. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> the demo that I currently reside in. Speaking anyway. of uh, age brackets, so mm-hmm. we talked a little bit last week about the Big Ten and their potential media rights deal with a CBS mm-hmm. or an NBC or what that's going to mean. Uh, did you see the NFL? couple ideas that are coming up, including one that I thought... Monday Night Football? No, this one's a little different. This is a different idea. Okay, because that idea is on the table with... Uh, I think that we're going to have one week in 2022 with two Monday Night games. Doesn't sound like a lot, right. but it's different. Uh, another thing with Monday Night Football is I believe this year ABC will get three of the broadcasts yes, along true. with ESPN. That's true. But they're talking about either delaying it or just starting an hour later on ABC for one of those broadcasts. I don't know the reason behind well, what it. What the hell would you do that I, for? I don't get it either, but it was something that I was reading. I think it was... See, I thought I read sports. that piece, and I thought that that was how they were going to... That's how they were going to present the games, the multiple games. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so one game starts one, at six, would one start starts at, at six, and one would start at seven. They would gotcha. split them up a little bit. But the other part was... Amazon pushing to get a Black Friday game. No, don't do it. Don't do it. That's that's college football. That's like no, don't do it. Well, for the longest time, said you know, I can't have Christmas Christmas days games. Those that's the NBA <laughs> money, money talks, Trent. <laughs> right. And this is the NFL. And and the owners like it. And they're going to get more and more of it. And if they do, that means the players share in it. And Amazon's writing a big check. And what is their mm. ultimate business? Getting people to buy those deliveries. That's true. Well, DirecTV's going away at the end of this year. I think that's pretty much apparent that this is their final year that they have the exclusive uh, on DirecTV. And the buzz around that already is they're not going to renew. They, the DirecTV, you will not be able to turn on your TV and experience the Sunday ticket like we know it. Right. You're going to have to go online. That's Don't where like apparently that. it's ticketed. I know. I just it, back to that technology. So thing. I thought the Black Friday thing would have you excited and intrigued. No, I'm not excited intrigued. about that. I like college football on Black Friday. All right. Thought that was going to be the. Yeah. No, I get it. It's just mm. well, because what do we get on Black Friday? There's not that many games There's on Black a Friday. American yes. uh, AAC game. Memphis, There's, Central Florida. There's Arkansas and somebody at 
on CBS at 1.30. LSU, usually. LSU. There's Nebraska and Iowa. There's a couple of, there's a Pac-12 game. Oregon, Oregon State a Oregon, lot of times. Oregon, Oregon State, 6.30. Either that or Washington State, Washington. Mm-hmm. Those will be on Black Friday. A primetime NFL game on Black Friday? No? So we we would have Thursday, three games on Thursday, one game on Friday, and then the rest of the slate Sunday into Monday night. I don't know. I just love and I, I love college football. I don't want anything to step on my love for CFB. Don't make me choose. This year, Christmas falls on a Sunday. It is not going to be a smorgasbord, though. I bet NFL. there's some on Christmas Eve. They're going to kind of put a couple mm-hmm. there. And I'm sure maybe that's going to be a spot that Monday where you put a doubleheader. Maybe. The, yeah, the 26th. football uh-huh. would make a whole lot of sense. But more than likely, you're going to see pretty much every game outside of one or two, maybe three at the most on Christmas Day. So what about Christmas Eve? Would we see a 2 o'clock and a 5.30 window? I think you'd see almost the full slate would be played on Saturday. You think they uh, uh, well? Yeah, and just and save Sunday for a couple of yes, like a Christmas night game. Probably, I could see that. Trent, did they have? I remember the Browns and Packers. Was there another? There was game? two. There was oh, two. There on was Christmas two. Day. Yeah. So that's probably yeah. what you'd get Were again. The this Saints year. involved? Maybe. I think they they might have been. Memory fails me. I mean, no, I'm with you. There's so ago. many games, right? There's <laughs> just so many darn. Well, I'm not complaining about so many games. All right. Speaking of uh, so many games, uh, Jawan Howard was given a five game suspension. Uh, good with that? Should it have been more? Obviously, Michigan got involved, and the university and the conference came to that decision uh, jointly. Uh, because, as, as we said yesterday, we don't think that the the Big Ten can uh, uh, they are restricted from uh, suspending um, any more than two games. So the university got involved. There was a little caveat at the end of the statement where they're going to readdress it at the end of the regular season. So Jawan Howard's out for the until re- the end of the regular season, and then they will d- make the determination, the powers that be, how they will go forward into the Big Ten tournament and into the NCAA tournament. Good with it. Yeah. I am yes. too. Four games is what I said yesterday, and then I looked at the schedule, and they're at Ohio State in that mm-hmm. final game and said, hey, maybe that's not the best spot right. to bring them out. Right. Bring them back in the stale neutral site environment, Big mm-hmm. Ten tournament. I did read that too, and it was... Certainly intriguing to hear them say that. How about the response and the press release for Michigan? They don't even get... Yeah, well, they did. The, the assistant's name was spelt wrong. Joel. Joel instead of Joe. Right. And, you know, it was... Well, it was just stuck out like a sore thumb. There was no apology to Craig Card. Right. None. Coach Card didn't get a mention. And then uh, I was listening last night on my drive home to... Oh, it was uh, Wetzel and Forty their podcast, and they were talking about it. And at the time that they had recorded the podcast, we hadn't seen a response from, in fact, the press release hadn't come out yet. It was just, it was going to be a five-game suspension. And they said, we'd reach out to Wisconsin. More than likely, they are not going to come out with the statement. That's what they had said at the time. And then last night, Wisconsin comes firing back (laughs) with a statement of their own. Some people didn't like it. I kind of did. I have no problem with it. No. Stand by our guy. Mm -hmm. This is a Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We will pay the fine. Yep. And that's standing up a little bit too for your guy. Absolutely. And Craig Gard should have been suspended. And these I could. I I feel like I'm on crazy pills sometimes listening to different opinions and talking heads about this. It it feels pretty cut and dry to me. I know I'm alone. I mean, I, I understand that there's other people that have different opinions, but 
this one seems pretty simple. I, I think the Big Ten did it correctly. Yeah. I think Michigan did this correctly. With the I, exception of not putting guard in the press release. And I think Wisconsin yep. did it correctly. Yep. And they're kind of clap back, if you will, mm-hmm. the way that they did it. I, I I can't get rankled about really anything that was done here overall. Now there's going to be bad blood and a little more rivalry in the <laughs> next two. Which is good. <laughs> and these times, if they play in the Big Ten tournament, what yeah. a big story that's going to be. If I and Iowa State aren't playing next year or they, they do match up in the Big Ten tournament, um, and they're just it's a it's a Thursday night or whatever, and it's an early January, and there's you got options, but Wisconsin and Michigan are playing. Uh-huh. What are you going to watch? Going to be watching that one. Absolutely, it's appointment TV. How about this? Especially uh, if the game's in Madison. Yeah. Well, either place is going to be right. certainly charged up because the Michigan fans, you know, they're going to be going after Greg Gard a whole lot mm-hmm. and Bucky in general. Uh, heard this last night during that podcast. Earlier this year, just a couple weeks ago, well, a week ago, when Michigan clubbed Purdue, mm-hmm. less than two minutes in the game. Guess who called a timeout? Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I know. In fact, it's happened twice this year. Yeah, he did it against, is it Indiana maybe two, I think? I saw there's, uh, I think it was um, Indiana. An Indiana reporter might have posted the um, the game cast. What do you call it? There's the box score and yeah. there's the game cast. Where the play-by-play. Play-by-play, that's what it is. The yeah. play-by-play. And 55 seconds left, and Michigan had a convincing, insurmountable lead. And lo and behold. Hmm. So, look, it's I get it, right? Emotions are, you're, you're burning hot. It's at the end of a competitive, hard-fought game. But you're a coach, man. you got to be better than that. you gotta, you got to rise above the pettiness of it. And, and even if you don't, you don't have to like the guy. You don't. Right. But you, you, you've got to, I mean, you're a role model, air quote, role model. You've got to be better than that. And, and they have been in the past. I mean, there's, um, numerous video clips of, of Guard and Howard in the pre, their previous matchups going through the handshake line and having some yucks, regardless of who won the basketball game. I mean, they're, they're shaking hands. You can see Guard grabbing his elbow like he did. I mean, some, when some people shake their hands, mm-hmm. There's always you'll, you'll run across a guy who puts his left arm on your forearm. Oh right? yeah, to sh- there's that guy. There's the guy that brings you in for a little slap on the back. Right, he's always got to get a little closer he, to you. Absolutely, there's all kinds. <laughs> right, and maybe that's that. Maybe that's guard. Yeah. Um, but the, the fact that he didn't get suspended, I'm okay with it. You know, the uh, the fact that he touched him, as we said yesterday, I I thought he was touching him. To this is why I did it. Um, and if Howard's coaching his team, Guard has every right to coach his team. Anyways, uh, we move on. It's a couple of days old now. Um, we'll see how it's we'll see how it's handled going forward. We'll, but look, we've seen these things in the past explode, right? We had one in our backyard. Yes, absolutely. In in high school sport, who was it? I I want to get it right, and it, I think I know who it is. Was it Carlisle? I was going to say that, but I yeah. want to make sure. It right? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Um, and not too long ago. So it does happen. We get it. I understand me. McCaffrey's taken his team off the floor in the past. And I've um, commended him for doing so when it looked as though there was going to be a little bit of an opportunity for some words to be exchanged. And who never, who knows where the, uh, the fuse goes uh, once it's lit. It was Carlisle. I, I thought it was. Carlisle against Nevada. Is that right? And that was ugly. So we've seen Fran McCaffrey a couple of times. Just pull his team off the floor. I like it, Trent. It's ugly. It's uh-huh. contentious. We don't like the way that they were played. Whatever it was, we're out of here. He's sticking up for his team. And he, and he doesn't want this to escalate into anything that could be worse. Do handshake shake lines in general just need to go away? I don't know. You Are know we at I, that point? No, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. 
I don't. I'm. I'm not there. If you want to get together afterwards, we don't see in football. No, we we see in high school football. Mm -hmm. Teams still get together Mm -hmm. after the game and they go through the line. You don't see in the college game. You don't don't see see, in the NFL. But you see the players hanging around on the field and mingling. If you want to, if you want to, some of them go to the locker room. Right. But Um, if there's a guy that you played AAU hoops with, a high school teammate, just a guy you know or a guy you respect, you want to talk to him after the game, go up to him. But this formal handshake line. Has it run its course? Do you see it at the end of an NBA game? No, I don't. But you know when I see it, Trent, and, and it's the most famous handshake in all the sports. Mm-hmm. And that's after Game 7 or any playoff game ends in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But did and they do just, it during the regular season? No, but they've just knocked the crap out of each other for seven straight games. Sure. And I mean sticks, broken bones, the uh, blood, teeth. <laughs> you know what high playoff. And they stand in line, they shake each other's hand. And the losing team waits around for the winning team to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching, it's kind of, eh. You know, they're not showing you up, but they're celebrating. I can't, I'm not ready to say, let's do away with, if you don't want to do it, go to the locker room. Mm-hmm. If you so want to shake your that. hands, shake your hands. Yeah, I think that's a simple way to do right. it. The formality of it, though, mm-hmm. probably needs to be done. Look, I don't think that anybody's going to, well, you know what, I shouldn't say that, because yes, it's, it's, it's social media. Someone is going to be tasked with, oh, he didn't shake hands. <laughs> he went back to the locker room. And that'll be a talker on talk radio around the country, yeah. right? Or in whatever market that it happens to be in. Let's say Cyhawk this year. There's no formal handshake lines anymore. Let's play this scenario. Mm-hmm. That has gone away. It's dissipated. And Jordan Bohannon, he's one of the guys that didn't stick around. He left the floor after yeah. leaving his shoes there two years previous. Well, it's the name that first popped into my head. <laughs> yes. And that would become a story. It would be a huge story. Now, if Austin Nash does it, who cares? Right. And even if Keegan Murray did it, it'd probably be, right. who cares? Yeah. But it also matters the guy. Kind of, you know, the quarterbacks always get together at the end of an NFL game. Absolutely. They look for each other first and foremost. And if Aaron Rodgers didn't show up after mm-hmm. they got beat, go to see Jimmy Garoppolo after the game, that probably well, would have been a remember story. Remember, there was a couple of, a couple of um, instances where Tom Brady walked off the field. Right, yes. In a losing effort. And that was a story. He's a poor sport. Was it the Tennessee loss? I don't his remember, last one Trent, in New England? I don't remember, but I, I, but I know Brady's been a talker. Mm-hmm. You know what? If, if, if that's all you got to talk about, maybe you're in the wrong business. <laughs> there's I, I, there's I don't better know. things to talk there's about. There's better things, right? There's better thing. I don't like click radio anymore. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Um, we'll see where it goes, but no, I'm not about... Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he's back in the news. Man, just make up your mind, right? Not going to happen. It's just the drama around this guy. And then I'm not an Instagrammer. I'm not on Instagram. Um, so when I click on someone's account, I get to see like four pictures, but I can't click on them. Oh, okay. Because it's a, well, enter your password and your account. But apparently there is a cryptic of the nine or how many pictures at the very end there's a picture of um Devontae adams and randall cobb and there's a little bit of space between them right and this is during the national anthem okay and that space is usually occupied by number 12 oh so number 12 as he's he's Sharing how much he still loves his fiance, mm-hmm. um, the, the coaching staff, the Packers, his teammates. Then he posts that picture of where he used to stand at the national anthem, and lo and behold, there's a space between Adams and, and Cobb. And so, what does that mean? I don't want to decipher Instagram photos. The next time <laughs> I want to look at a photo of football players is in the fall when I was practicing. 
and we're trying to figure out. Boy, he looks fast. He does look fast in that still photo. (laughs) Or, by the way, did you see who's lining up at left tackle? What does this mean? That's the next time I want to look at football pictures and try and figure out what the hell we're looking at. Aaron Rodgers, the favorite part of that Instagram post for me was a quote that he put up from Rumi. I don't know who Rumi's work. (laughs) Gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. All right. Okay. I can live with that. I'm not familiar with his work, but maybe this is a guy that I might want to become. Me and Ruby might be uh, pals. Uh, unbelievable. So we'll we'll see where that goes. It's uh, it's that time of year. The NFL never takes any time off. We'll be uh, back in it soon. All right, tonight. You're one one more to... thing. I can't wait for your backtracking when he becomes a Denver Bronco. I don't think he's going to, Trent. I hope he's not. Honestly, well, I well, hope well, he's well, not. Well, well. I honestly hope he's not. You hope he is not a Denver Bronco. I hope Bronco. he stays in the NFC North. The second longest drought for yes. the playoffs in the NFL. Your yes. team that yes. you watch every single week, no matter how crappy they are, right. you're invested you don't want Aaron Rodgers on I, team. In, in At the end of Super Bowl Thirty Two, I prayed to that. I'm not a religious person, but I prayed that if they get one, I'll never care. I don't care if they win another game. Oh, wow. They got three. Um, that might, it wasn't me that he was listening to, okay. by the way. Um, so, no, because you know what? Honestly, deep down inside, I want to be proven right. Oh, that's what it is. I want to be able I I think Drew Locke can play. All right. I don't think he can play like Aaron Rodgers. No, not at all. No, I'm not saying that. But, but he can become a competent I starting think, quarterback. I still think he can. You look like in Week 18. And look what was on the line in that game, yes. Trent. There was, well, nothing. Um, well, there were still things for Kansas City. It was Saturday. It was before we knew that's right, it was how a things Saturday were going to play yeah, out. That's right. They had that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They still could have got the one seed. Maybe there was more in it than I recall. There Anyways, was. Uh, so we'll see. So tonight at Carver Hawkeye, you will be there. Yes. There's going to be four jerseys retired, three of which will go up into the rafters prior to the game. By the way, you won't hear it because you'll be there. Jason Benetti and Robbie Hummel on the your team. The A team. I'm a Billis guy. Yeah. Bill, Billis and Schulman. But the, the A minus team for me, uh, Benetti and Hummel, they're both terrific. Yes. They have the game. So they are going to do three of the retur- the jerseys uh, Chuck Darling, Roy Marble, and Murray Weir. Mm hmm. I've heard of Murray Weir and Darling, so they must have been good yes. because they played before I was born. Back in the 40s late and 40s, 50s? and 50s, yeah. right? So they must have stood the test of time mm-hmm. because you still know about these guys or you still have heard about them. I can't tell you what they played or any of their stats, but I've heard of them. Roy Marble's coming back. Devin Marble's coming back. It wasn't too long ago mm-hmm. where Devin Marble uh, said that um, he's done with the University of Iowa. And it's nothing to do with the fans. Right. It was... Did it have everything to do with the fact that he thought his dad was being snubbed? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Can, I, can you can you hold anything against him for thinking your dad was done dirty? The all time leading scorer, right? For and at years. the time, yeah. I can understand. I can absolutely understand. It's a family, man. And dad was around the program a lot. Uh-huh. He was back. Him and Fran became very close. There was a lot of things there. And I can understand the frustration with that. Your dad being an all-time great. Now, right. there's also reasons for it. Oh, I get it. Absolutely. You know, Roy had... He wasn't a choir boy by any no, means. No, very checkered past. Uh-huh. Had the cocaine problems yep. while he was in the NBA, and many people say before that. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of reasons behind it, and you can understand it, I think, from the university's perspective. But, hey, good for them to mend fences. So who was behind... Was this McCaffrey that's the conduit and getting Devin Marble to acquiesce a little bit and for to get the athletic department what who was the arbiter in this 
coming back and, and, and getting both sides together. You'd I'd have, love to know that. Yeah, it probably has to be Fran, doesn't I it? I have to think that he had a big role in this. Because if Fran doesn't want it, it's probably uh-huh. not going to happen. Right. I mean, it's still, he is the head coach. He's mm-hmm. the best. If he had a problem, this wouldn't be happening in this light. It'd be something completely different. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a, at least a fair way, jumping off point, to say, yeah, Fran got the wheels in motion to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Again, Gary Barta wasn't there for Roy Marble. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, so... The fences that needed to be mended, if that that was even the case, probably not a real difficult task, I wouldn't assume. But I'm surprised they're doing it this way, though. The uh, the with all, all of one them night? together, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a problem with? We'll do, we'll do the because all three of the guy obviously they're deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be prior to the game. Luca gets his own kind of moment at halftime of the game tonight. Yeah. You told me that I was I was also kind of surprised yeah. by that how they were going to do it. That's what surprised me too. Just making sure everybody gets there. Remember, it's a six, six o'clock tip. That is. What Dif- time are you leaving? Well, I'm leaving early in the afternoon. Are you <laughs> going to get over to Wake and Pen, get some pizza, a boy, have a cold one or two, and uh-huh. and then uh, trudge up the hill up to Carver Hawkeye Arena from there? Can you get parked anywhere close? <sighs> Probably not. Probably just best just to keep the car at Wake and Pen and and ride up with the. Well, I think we got ten guys that are going to the game. So really, wow. We'll just trudge up there and and do it that way, but. That's parking around Carver. That's another thing that makes it just difficult. Mm-hmm. All right, even if you get a decent spot, all right, then you're going to be sitting there for 45 minutes yeah. before you even get out of Coralville. Right. That's sitting in your car, listen to the halftime. Right. <laughs> or at the under four timeout, uh-huh. which even in a close do. game, a lot of people do. You it, can man. watch it from the top of the concourse yep. and look down. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, so coming up on the uh, program, we will talk to uh, Wade Looking Bill coming up, actually, to get his take on uh, everything, all the basketball topics that we've um, put forward here today. Wade will join us. Michigan State, Ezo planted that seed about the officials uh, after the game the other day. Um, We'll see what kind of whistle that they get tonight. Look forward to Wade Looking Bill on that. Matt Rudy's going to join us, and then Kevin Lehman. Did you watch any of the game last night on ESPN Plus? I did not, no. It, was, it seemed like for a Monday night, kind mm-hmm. of a, it was a decent crowd. That's good. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I mean, not banged out by any means, but uh, they were loud. Um, and again, it was a back-and-forth game for the longest, the longest time. Uh, like nine minutes or something until Drake started to Drake took a lead and then began to pull away. Jeff's been very patient as always. Let's bring him in here before we get to our break. Hello, Jeff. What's up? Hey, I just want you guys to really think about this. So last season, you know, Iowa has Garza Player of the Year. They have Wieskamp, you know, multiple honors for Big Ten honors. They lose a sharpshooter by with CJ, and they lose Jack Nungy. Uh, multiple position wing, long length. Mm-hmm. And for Fran to be doing this with the guys that he had back, the recruiting that he's done, um, the ups and downs that he's had with his career, uh, this has to be one of his best coaching jobs. Without now, maybe I've missed it. Maybe no, I agree with you. talked about it, but I haven't really heard it. This is a – and I know it's changed on the dime. I'm being a little hyperbolic with the win with Ohio State. But um, what he's done this season and the way he can end it, I mean, let's think about it here. If they take care of business tonight, they got a couple winnable games. Michigan's, you know, a little reeling here. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. could really open this up where they could have a really good chance here. Now, now we're not talking about a, a fan fraid. Now we're talking about, wow, we're going with so much momentum into the Big Ten tournament, and we know the woes of the Big Ten tournament. But what about, a six what about guys if, 
if okay, sixty. What about if they make a little run mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament, guys? Mm-hmm. Like what I've seen doing is it okay? I, I wouldn't want to play I, if they take care of business. Does anybody want to play Iowa right now? With okay, we all know about Murray, but everybody else, Jaybo has been playing better at mm-hmm. the one. Uh, CJ, I mean uh, CJ, Ulyss yep. has been playing unbelievable. Like, like, uh, yeah, does, yeah, I mean, do, does, does, do teams Patrick really play McCaffrey? Right now? I want it. They got a handful of guys playing their best they basketball do. right they now. Absolutely do. And I'll tell you this: I'm going to go on a limb, and I know a lot of people might not be with me. I think the Hawkeyes win by double digits tonight. I really do. I think I think this is one of probably uh, Michigan State's. I don't know worst teams. Well, they've lost four out of their last five. Mm-hmm. They're they're reeling, yeah. and I think that they're going to be coming in to not a sleepy environment tonight. We'll hear from Trent tomorrow and see what he thinks about the environment. But I think it's going to be. Um, it's going to be exciting bounce tonight, and like I said, I like Hawks big tonight. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the call. The number is what six and a half, Trent? Yeah, six and a half at uh, DraftKings circa, etc. It was seven in the opener yesterday offshore, and I think it opened pretty much everywhere six six and a half, right in that range. That's where the Ken Palm number is. This is not a vintage Michigan State team, no. no. And Jeff's right. I, I'm interested in the environment. Last night, talked to some people that were at the women's game. Then the environment was incredible. There's seven, 8,000 people in there. Hmm. Wrestling meet, even when it's not packed out for Penn State, you got 10,000 people in there. It is loud. It is a raucous environment. Tonight, I think they're going to get close to a sellout. And is it still going to be kind of the same old carver that we're used to for men's basketball? Hmm. Or after that win, did that rejuvenate the fan base? Feels like this fan base in general is trying to keep this team at arm's reach. Hasn't exactly embraced them. And it would be funny. This is a team that finally breaks through and gets to the second weekend of the tournament. 10.30, we will take a timeout. Wade Looking Bill will join us when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, Miller & Condon, underway on a Tuesday, 106.3. In Ankeny. Now back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. And welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Time to talk some Hawks. Hawks, Michigan State here tonight. Iowa, a six and a half point favorite currently at DraftKings. Let's get our friend Wade Looking Bill in here. Help us out with that game. Oh, pick his brain on what we saw, the ugly incident on Sunday as well. Uh, Wade, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Wade Looking Bill. How are you? Anytime. Not. Not much to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. The Big Ten, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, it's a never a dull moment. So let's start there, Wade. You've been in um, hundreds, I, I think probably fair to say, of handshake lines, uh, you know, whether before you got to college or whatever. Was there ever an instance where you where you thought, oh, boy, this is uh, this could get ugly, uh, whether you've, you know, it's been a, a rough game, a physical game, uh, or is it easy to turn that switch off and just uh, show show sportsmanship, shake the other team's hand, and go off in the dressing room maybe before that uh, fuse reignites or whatever? Uh, your experience in the handshake line, any any bad ones? Yeah, there was there was always there was always one or two every year that were a little contentious. You know, here's the thing: is men's college basketball is is kind of archaic in in the way they do things. You know, what what sport what basketball level still plays two halves? There's one. It's mm-hmm. men's college basketball. Right. You know, they were, you know, watching that, watching that women's game last night with Iowa and Indiana, you know, I, I'd love the timeout 
to advance the ball. You know, when you call timeout and, and, and you can advance the ball to half court, I think it just keeps the game in play longer. They don't shake hands. You know, women's basketball was, was quick to lower their shot clock to 30 to 35. And, and so, you know, I still like the handshake, but just because we've done things a certain way for 72 years doesn't mean we should still keep doing it. Again, college basketball is the only level of basketball that, that, that plays two halves. Mm-hmm. The only kind of major sport that still shakes hands, you know. Um, and if you think about it, teams are going at it for 40 minutes. They're diving, they're yelling, they're scratching. Game's over, and you have to turn that off and walk down and shake someone's hand within 10 seconds of the game being over. I I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I heard both, both Fran, Coach McCaffrey, and Coach Izzo have totally different points of view mm-hmm. on the handshake. I'm kind of leaning towards... If if you want to shake someone's hand, go ahead and do it. But why are we forcing these situations? You mentioned that that Carlisle incident. There's been other things happen. Um, now I so switching gears a little bit with Jawan Howard. I, I played against Jawan Howard four times, um, which is isn't a lot, but that's more personal experience. I think than the majority than, of our audience than, yeah. than most people have. Yeah. And I remember there was a situation with Kenyon Murray up in Ann Arbor, Kenyon's freshman year, and they were kind of getting on Kenyon because he was Mr. Basketball in Michigan and came to Iowa, and we were in the tunnel at halftime. And, you know, Jawan was a great player, great player, but he talked all the time. Chris Webber never said a word. Jalen Rose would talk, but kind of in a joking way. But Jawan was, his was different, and I think you can still see that in the way he coaches today. Now, we need... College basketball needs guys like Jawan Howard. I mean, can you imagine? The guy's got to have $75 million mm-hmm. in the bank yeah. playing. Yeah. Yet he still wants to get on a plane in February on a Tuesday and fly to Kankakee, Illinois, to try to recruit some 16-year-old kid. I mean, there, there are very few 19-year-old NBA veterans that want to do that. So college basketball guys needs guys like Jawan Howard, people of color, ex-pros, to come back to their – alma maters or come back to the college game, there are very, you know, Penny Hardaway, Jawan, there are very few guys like that that want to do that. But that being said, what he did and the way he handled that was awful. And getting back to that situation in the tunnel in, in, in Ann Arbor with Kenyon, they were kind of getting around him. And, you know, it just, we were getting beat pretty bad. And it just, it, it was uncalled for. And I just, I still see some of that in the way he coaches and, I know he's under a lot of pressure. His team is underachieving. They have a lot of talent. But that being said, you know, Wisconsin was at fault. Joe Krabenhoff, that, that's a whole other conversation. He's, he's a different cat, too. But what, what, Juwan, what Juwan did was inexcusable. Handshake lines when you played compared to today. He said, you know, if it goes away and people want to shake hands afterwards on kind of their own merit, that's okay. Was there any jawing when you guys would walk through the line, or was it very cordial even after a performance like that, even after Juwan Howard's running his mouth to Kenyon throughout the game and, and at halftime? What was the handshake shake line for you back in the day? The only problems came, I can recall, when games were really close. You know, when it came down to the last minute, the last 30 seconds, again, the game ends, and nine seconds later you're trying to shake somebody's hand that you've just been fighting with for 40 minutes. And that's, again, why Juwan was so out of line. The game wasn't that close. Right. Wisconsin played really well. Michigan didn't. 
he did not have to instigate that. He can say that guard touched him, but he refused to shake his hand, which is a sign of disrespect right there. And then he points his finger at him. Now, I I think guard should have got a suspension. Or No, he, is he missing one game? I no, he, he, no, just the three yeah. players miss a game, he gets fined. Yeah, I, I think... I think I think he should have got a game too, but he really didn't do that much wrong. Now maybe Krabinoff should have, should have got a game because he kind of. But you could argue that 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 Krabinoff just kind of is protecting his players, you know. But but again, here's the thing: the whole Big Ten it's been a mess. They they can't even spell Joe Krabinoff's name correct. I mean, how many people read that press release to make sure there's no errors in it, and they have the guy's name as Joel? I mean, it's Unless you're a conspiracy theorist, and Michigan did that on purpose, just to kind of poke the bear a little more. But how can you not get get the young man's name correct? He was a really good player at Wisconsin. He's the assistant coach. You know, it's it's just been a mess from the get go. Um, but to answer your question again, Trent, it was only the problems when the games were close. Mm-hmm. When you win by twelve, win by fifteen, the game's over. You're kind of processed that you're probably going to lose. But when it's a last second shot. You know things where it's really contentious. Then, then the handshake line got it got a little, little iffy sometimes. Well, let's get to the game tonight and uh, what we saw Iowa do do over the weekend, uh, marching in uh, to Columbus and beating the Buckeyes the way that they did. Um, like I don't think a lot of people saw that. Not saying that that, uh, that no one thought Iowa could win, but didn't think that they would win in the fashion that they did. So what does this do for this team now? Coming off a loss against Michigan, going on the road and beating Ohio State, their confidence has to be sky high. I would think uh, getting set to face Sparty tonight. Absolutely, that absolutely that that second half of basketball Saturday was the best they played. You know, Keegan, Iowa needs Keegan to be great in in order to beat good teams. And he was unbelievable the first half. 20 points the first half against pros on the road, against a really good team. And he was just okay in the second half. He I, I, he had six in the second half, but he carried in that first half. But that second half, he, he was not the dominant force that he usually is. And Iowa still increased the lead, won the game handily, even without him being great. And I think that really helps this team going forward. Michigan State tonight, as uh, you said as I came on, with you today, Wade, a wounded Spartan team. Yeah. This is a dangerous one. Izzo, I, he's had stretches seemingly every year where they don't look good. Can he pull this team out of it? I think so. I, I don't like the matchup tonight. You know, just Garza is awesome, but I think anything like that gets to be a distraction sometimes, and it's something where, you know, everybody wants to be there, and you're trying to get tickets, and the weather's not great. I think there's just a lot of things that are going to play into getting just getting ready for the basketball game. And hey, Michigan State, I think I saw this morning are are they the last four in or the last 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 or last non-buy or something or they are they are a bubble team at best right now. Um and they don't have great players. I mean, I don't think they have an NBA player on that team, but it's still Michigan State. They're yeah. going to guard, they're going to grab. Tom Izzo's going to get <laughs> a half a call, one call the game, one call each half from the refs because he's Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. And I was going to have to rebound like they did the second half against Ohio State. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he planted the seed, Izzo did, about the officiating right after the oh. Illinois game. Um, and and yeah. obviously he's, that wasn't an accident. He's the only guy that can get away with a point. <laughs> right. like I mean, how is, how is that not a fine? I guess mm-hmm. I don't understand how, how that works. 
it's really strange. In, indeed, it is. Well, uh, you mentioned the fact that they they played so well, and 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 they clearly did. Who is um who's what what's behind this? Do you think, Wade, or 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 what uh, what what guy on that roster has elevated his game for whatever reason? Realizing the regular season is you know we're we're running out of regular season. Who uh who's giving them uh, something that uh, maybe they didn't have earlier? In your opinion, I, I think it comes back to moving Jordan. To, to the point, for, for whatever reason, you know, we talked about it last week. I think it's easier for him to come off screens when he can hand the ball off and kind of not have to move around like like a JJ Redick does, you know, back in college or, or, or when he was still playing. I think it just makes it easier for Jordan to get shots. Um, and I just think they've they've gotten better with. I think Aaron Ulis has been better. Joe Toussaint coming off the bench seems a little calmer. He just wants to guard and, mm-hmm. and kind of distribute. But you know, it's. It's the end of February, and there's a month left in, in, in the basketball season. So whatever aches and pains, whatever kind of grind you were having in January that, you know, go back to school, it's cold, all those things are gone. And, and for the seniors, you know, they got a month left in their whole, probably their basketball career. Right. You know, I think, I guess there's just one technically, and who knows with the COVID year what guys are going to do, but... This is when it gets exciting. You start talking about, you know, NCAA tournaments, and there really isn't a team that, you know, you're, I mean, Gonzaga's good, but, but they haven't played anybody in two months. And everybody <laughs> else, you know, Baylor's banged up. Kentucky, I think, still has issues. They have the backcourt. So when you get in the tournament, when you get in the tournament, you know, you never know. You never know. Now, Iowa's got to be better in the Big Ten tournament. They've been horrendous in the Big Ten tournament. But just getting, win tonight, they got a pretty simple schedule, you know, Get enough wins. I don't think they're going to get that double bye, but that's okay. Win a game or two in the Big Ten Conference. Be a seven seed. You know, I'd like to stay away from that eight nine game. I don't. I don't like that. But if if they could get to a six, even six a five, would be awesome. You know, because because now you kind of stay away from some teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I like six better than four or five. Anyway. I do too. I don't want to play those one seeds. You know, so um, which is I think where they're trending. So. We'll see. I, I I just am so glad that they've been able to kind of turn things around, and you know they still got some work to do. They can't get beat next Friday night at Nebraska, which has <laughs> happened in the past. So, um, but so far so good. You know, just real quick, Trent. I think Wade, you saw Michigan last four in. I think Michigan State's. That's right. I'm yeah. Yep. 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 Chris that's Murray. Right. Yeah. That, that's what it was. Yep. Yep. We talk so much about Keegan, obviously the development of Chris. I, I thought late in the game, not only what he did defensively, had the block, had the dunk there, but. You know, he had struggled with his shot leading into that, and we've seen Chris so many times this year. Shot's not there. Kind of the rest of the game could kind of fall apart. The maturation of him, getting more minutes now on the floor, and just how important down this stretch run Chris Murray is for this team and their success. Yeah, he's really important because, you know, I I don't see how Keegan comes back next year. We'll see, but I, it's going to be tough. But So now you come back next year, and, and Chris is going to be your best player, maybe. I mean, you, arguably, mm-hmm. you know, so... Probably not even arguably when, when you think about it. So, I yeah, you know, he, I, I think he's right there. Yeah. But I, you know, he, he can had thirty points in Big Ten games, so that's a big deal. So, I I think you know, stay healthy first and foremost these last couple of weeks, and then just keep getting better. You know, play well tonight. Let's get a close win. You know, Nebraska's a mess, but and Northwestern next Monday should be a win. Just keep getting better. 
sixth seed, seventh seed, and and just and, and see what happens. Wade Looking, Bill. Wade, as always, thanks for doing this for us. We will impose on you again next week. Thank you, Wade. Anytime, guys. Appreciate Thank you. It. Thank you. Yep, Wade Looking, Bill. Uh, former Hawkeyes, we take a look at tonight's Michigan State and uh, Iowa Tilt. You see a wounded, scary Michigan State team? You know, Trent, I just was trying to think. When was the last time a Michigan State team had a middle of the, of, of the month of February go as badly as this? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's been one in Izzo. Yes, go all the way back to last year. It's been a long time. <laughs> Is that when it was? They go 15 to 13 overall. Lost. Uh, let's see. Okay, take away the COVID year. Oh, okay. Take away that. You got to go all the way back to 2018. 17. 17. Yeah, 2017. They were 20 and 15 that year. They had 12 losses in 2015. It feels like there's a lot of these stretches for Michigan State, but they pulled themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. I watched the Illinois-Michigan State game on Saturday. It was the first game up on the, in the morning. I watched it all. And the, it was, I mean, they were getting blown out in the first half. Mm-hmm. They came back in the second half, played pretty well. And really not even the second half, like the last yeah, seven, right. eight Late minutes. Yeah, right, in the game. Yeah. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. And it was just a bunch of three-point shooting that mm-hmm. was starting to finally fall for them as they started to go off a little bit. Tyson Walker, he was really good. I, I look at this squad. They're big. There's a lot of length to them. Hoggard's one of the best assist-to-turnover ratio guys mm-hmm. in the country. Well, Walker was the you're 100% right. Walker was the main difference in that They game. still shoot it well, and they're going to be grinding. Mm-hmm. It just... I'm grabbing the points tonight, I'll tell you that much. Well, and, and Izzo's going to get a call or two. Yes, he will. You know, damn well yeah. he will. We'll take our time out, come back and finish up the hour. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. Line, wolfroofing.net. First hour of the program. Great stuff out of Wade Looking, Bill. So we're in the tunnel. At <laughs> halftime. At halftime. And uh, Juwan Howard, at, I mean, that's great stuff. Good stuff. Talking about Kenyon Murray and the fact they were all over him. Michigan guy and the uh, some of the Fab Five are having their little chin music going back and forth. That's, Mr. That's Basketball. Yeah. McDonald's All-American and went to Iowa. Him and Kingsbury, Sam Oakey, and Al Lorenzen, I believe, are the four. Luke Rapper. The Vanilla Gorilla. Whatever yes. happened, Al? I used to have him on the air a lot. Is he still around? I don't know. No, he had a daughter that went and played basketball at Florida. Um, and I think she I think she went to Iowa City West, if okay. my memory serves. But yeah. Dyer and I used to have him on all the time. Really? Yes. Good all, on the radio? Yeah, he's really good on the radio. No, he's really, he was really good on the radio. Well, well Wade is too, and that's why we no, get those kind no, of stories. No, no, Wade's a good man. Absolutely terrific man. All right, hour number two. Looking forward to catching up with Matt Rudy. I uh, didn't think we'd be talking golf on the 22nd of February, but we here need we it. are. Yeah, really do, right? Ugh. We were golfing yesterday in the front yard. I was the day before. They had the tight set out. We were good to go, that and then... Boy. Reality the sets in. Wham! How was I the walk this morning? I, did, I passed. Good call. Uh, Hour two coming up. Uh, Matt Rudy and Kevin Lehman on the Valley and the Big Four. We'll do that about 1130. Hour to go. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.